Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there, dear friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Minister Paula Cornett, your podcast host. This is Revelations from the Heart podcast. We are on episode number 39. If you're joining with me for the first time, hello to you. And um, just concluding with a teaching on the armor of God the last few weeks been going through uh, starting at verses 10 and we're going to conclude today uh, uh, just wrapping up the last few pieces of weaponry that God has given us to fight the enemy. So I just thank you for those that have been with me throughout this journey and if you're just coming on then you can go back and listen to the other lessons in the archive uh, to get caught up. So just excited about what it is that God's going to that you're going to learn today and that God's going to speak. So let's just have a quick quick word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you today. We thank you for your presence being made manifest even on this podcast. I thank you, Father God, for the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that leads and teaches and guides to all truth. And I thank you that, Father God, that you are able to transcend time, space, and distance. And wherever the listeners are listening, whatever part of the country, whatever part of the world, I thank you that you touch them right where they are. I thank you for the weapons that you've given us to defeat the enemy and to maintain our victory. I thank you for just clarity and understanding, Father God. And I give you all the glory, the honor, and praise in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, we're going to wrap up this teaching. And this will be the last in the Armed and Dangerous series. And uh, as I said, this is episode number 39. And uh, the podcast will be on freeze for just a few weeks. I got another project that I got to uh, finish up and it's going to require my time. So uh, this will give you the chance to get caught up and get ready for the next lesson. So looking forward to the next lesson. It's going to be a powerful lesson. So just get yourself ready and geared up for the next uh, lesson that will be coming. Also, if you're not on the mailing list, You can send me your email address at paulacornett32 at gmail.com. And if you send me your email address, I'll add it to the email list. Or you can access uh, the mailing list through uh, the website as well. You can go on and fill out out the information and you will receive uh, right to your inbox information and happenings with Paula Cornett Ministries. And you're going to want to get on that email list so that you can receive... uh, the information and be kept up with what's going on. There'll be some products that will be coming very, very soon. So I'm excited about what it is that the Lord has given me to release, to put into your hands and uh, to be able to um, just continue to be a blessing uh, with the word of God. So we have been doing a teaching. I have been doing a teaching. You all have been doing the listening and hopefully doing some uh, additional studying as well from the book of Ephesians. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, as always, to read the whole chapter of the book of Ephesians, a very powerful, powerful book 
that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus. And at the conclusion of this particular letter, he goes on to uh, give these believers the weaponry that God has given us in the realm of the spirit to maintain our victory. We have an evil enemy, which is the devil or Satan. And he has a host of demonic forces that are wanting to bring about our demise and want to bring about destruction in our lives. But God has given us the weapons to maintain the victory that Jesus already won for us at Calvary. And we just want to continue to teach on these particular weapons. Let's start in verse 13. And if you have your Bibles, you can go there in Romans, not Romans, I'm sorry. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. So the whole armor we found out is the Greek word for panoplia. And that includes seven pieces of weaponry that the Roman soldier wore. The loin belt, the belt, the loin belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, the sword, and the lance. And the whole armor means that God has already provided these seven pieces for you and for me. Today, we're going to look at the helmet, the sword, and the lance. And this will bring um, covering the pieces of armor to a close. Now, he tells them to stand against. And we learned and found out in previous uh, lesson that to stand against means to push back. So we have to push back those evil forces. So when you are dressed in the power of God, the spiritual weaponry, you are bold, you are confident. You're not running from the devil, but you're in pursuit of him. You push back the evil forces. You push them back across the line and keep Satan under his feet, under our feet, which is where he belongs. So he tells us to stand. He tells us to stand. All right. And stand means to hold our head high, to be assured in God's power and God's weapon. If, you, if you're in God's power and that weapon, you can be confident. You can be bold because his weapons do work. Now, the first piece of weaponry that Paul gave us, he says here, he says in verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth or having on the loin belt of truth. The loin belt is the central piece and the loin belt is the first piece that the Roman soldier put on because everything else was connected to this loin belt. All right. And the loin belt, we found out that it is the only piece of weaponry that we can physically see. All other pieces of weaponry are spiritual that we cannot see. But that this loin belt is the word of God. The Bible is what the loin belt is. And if you don't have a firm footing in the truth of the word of God, if you don't have the word of God at the center, if you don't have the word of God, if you don't have that loin belt put around your waist, if you don't have that loin belt on, then everything else is going to crumble. Everything else is going to fall. So the loin belt is the most important piece. Then we have the breastplate of righteousness and righteousness is God's gift to us. The breastplate was, was glorious. It was beautiful. It was, it was a beautiful piece. And then our feet are to be shod with the gospel with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now these shoes were not like any other, not like any other. And I talked about that in detail last week. So you'll have to go back and listen to um, that particular 
to that particular teaching, all right? Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then he says, above all, in verse 15, no, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So above all, in, in the Greek, it says out front or covering all. So it's describing the position of faith. Faith has a position. Faith is out front. Faith is not behind, but faith is out front. And then the Greek word for taking, it means to pick it up again. All right. So we found out that Paul in addressing this group of believers, they had laid down their spiritual weapons. And so by him telling them this to, to pick it up again, to, to above all taking or picking up again, that maybe you've laid your faith down. Maybe situations and things have happened and you laid your faith down. Well, you can pick it back up again. All right. So when we take on that shield of faith, what does this do? What, what, why do we need this shield of faith? And he tells us in the next part, so that we may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, fiery darts to the natural eye, it looked just like it was just a, uh, like an arrow that was being, uh, shot at the uh, shot by the enemy to, to hit the to hit the soldier but these arrows were very hollow on the inside and they were filled with combustible fluid and when they were thrown up and hit on impact they would explode like a bomb so the fiery darts of the wicked the word wicked means vile or foul or malevolent so the fiery darts would be thrown at your family. The enemy may throw a fiery dart at your family. He may throw a fiery dart at your marriage. He may throw a fiery dart at your finances or your health. And it's intended to destroy. It's intended to, uh, to bring destruction. But with your shield of faith out in front, in position, anointed, and, and, and soaked with the word of God, it will quench or it will put out those fiery darts that were meant to bring destruction. So you got to put up your shield of faith. You got to pick it up and use that shield of faith. All right. Then we got to come to in verse 17, the helmet of salvation It's the one we're going to look at for today. The helmet of the Roman soldier was uh, of all the pieces of the armor. This particular piece was the most noticeable. Now, remember, I told you that the belt was the most important because it held everything together. The breastplate is the most glorious, but the helmet is the most noticeable. And this word uh, helmet, it denotes a piece of armor that fits very tightly around the head. So it fit very tightly, very snug on the head. All right. It was flamboyant. It was very ornate. It was very intricate. It was made of bronze and it had all kind of etchings and engravings on it. It was extremely heavy, but nothing could pierce this helmet, not a hammer or a battle axe. And it was the most notable, noticeable. Our salvation is the most gorgeous and intricate, elaborate, ordinate gift that God has given us. When you're confident of salvation and you're walking in the reality of that, it will make you noticeable. Have you ever been somewhere and people may be just sitting across the room or what have you, and you just notice and you might say to yourself, I know that person has to be a child of God. 
Because it's just something different about them. It's just something different about them. Our salvation is noticeable. Likewise, when somebody isn't a child of God, you you will usually know and say they must not be serving God because the way they act and the way, you know, you could just tell. So we have we have to be confident in our salvation. Now the enemy is after our mind. He's after our mind, okay? And so he wants to try to get us to doubt our salvation. He wants us to try to doubt the promises that God has given us. He doesn't want us to walk by faith. He doesn't want us to have the things that God has given to us because of salvation. So the word, it says that he likens uh, the helmet. He likens it to salvation. Well, let's look at what the word salvation means. It's the Greek word soterius. And listen to this. It means saved or delivered. In the broadest sense of the word, it means to be brought into a safe place, saved, delivered from danger, brought into a safe place, healed, delivered, restored, and rescued. And you look at all those words, healed, meaning that it's already been done, delivered, it's already been done, restored, it's already been done, and rescued, it's already happened. All right. So what belongs to us is included in salvation. So we have in salvation right now benefits. And he tells them to take the helmet of salvation. So the word take is the Greek word, which means to welcoming, to receive what is offered. It's a willing attitude to accept. So you must receive the benefits of salvation. Salvation is a gift, but just like any gift, that you receive. If you don't open up the package, you won't be able to receive what the contents is and take advantage of what's in there. Say like, for example, if I bought you a real nice, wonderful camera, wrapped it up very beautifully in beautiful wrapping paper. And you, because the wrapping paper is so beautiful, you don't want to take it apart. Or you don't want to, you don't want to see, you'll never, you'll never get to experience the benefits of using a camera or the nice gift that, that you've received if you don't open it up. So a lot of times what happens is people won't receive salvation. They don't receive the benefits. They won't receive the gifts that God has given to us. But I know for me, I have received it. I have received the blessings of God. See, the enemy, he doesn't care so much that you make it to heaven. He just don't want you to have a, a powerful life here on this earth. He wants you just to live, you know, in poverty and in lack and sick all the time. But God has not promised that to his children. He has promised us healing, wholeness, restoration, rescued. He's rescued us. He's, Jesus has already done it. He's already done it. Okay? So you have to receive the benefits of salvation. Just because something is available doesn't mean that you will accept it there's people all over the world that haven't accepted the gift of salvation all you have to do is receive so we wear salvation like a helmet that's wrapped in the truth of the word of god it's it's in our minds and this is what produces a sound mind when we are secure and when we know what the word of god says about our mind in romans 12 1 and 2 the apostle paul tells the, the romans to Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be changed by the renewing of your mind. So the Roman soldier wore this helmet because his opponent carried what they call a battle axe. 
And heads would literally roll if they didn't have this helmet on. But the helmet protected the head. It had to protect the head or to protect the mind. To protect the mind. And so, also on this helmet, there was like a back piece that covered the neck. Because the opponent could come as well and hit them from behind and knock their neck. So this helmet protected the head. Like all just the head and the neck and everything. So that if they were hit with that battle axe, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't harm them. So we have the helmet of salvation. Now you may say, well, what is salvation? Now all this that I've been teaching, it really comes, comes to this. Is that if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. These weapons aren't at your disposal. But if you have, these weapons are available to you. Now, the easy way to remember about salvation is with the ABCs. You accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And by accepting that he walked as a man, that he was beaten and died, and that God raised him from the dead with the kratos power of the resurrection power of God. And not only that, but that one day soon and very soon he is coming back again. God has all power in his hands. And he has given us that same power here on this earth. The greatest power known that will ever be known to man is the Kratos power of the resurrection power of God. Then you got to believe. You got to believe these things. You got to believe these things in your heart. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then you will confess. You will confess. You will ask for forgiveness of your sins and let the Holy Spirit wash you wash you as as he does so if you don't know jesus as your personal lord and savior you've never given your life to him you can do so right now just say lord jesus i'm a sinner in need of a savior i realize that i don't know you i've been trying to do this on my own but god i come to you right now and i ask you to fill my heart with your very presence i thank you lord that you wash me and make me new and if you've prayed that prayer be sure to let me know because you want these weapons to be available to you so that you can stand in the victory that Christ has given to us. So the next piece of weaponry that we come to is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. Now, there were many different types of swords that they used, all right? But this particular sword that Paul is talking about here is... The sword that had two, it was a two-edged sword, actually. This was the most dangerous of all the weaponry, okay? So this is, wasn't just some little little pocket knife that would just put a little cut on somebody. This was a very dangerous, dangerous weapon. It would rip the foe into shreds, okay? And so the written word is the loin belt. But... The word, the sword of the spirit, he says, which is the word of God. Hold on just a second because I got my, um, I've lost my, I want to keep my, looking at my Bible app and my phone keeps turning off. So we want to look at, okay, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this word, word here is a word for rhema. And it's a Greek word. It's the Greek word rhema, which means a word spoken clearly spoken vividly spoken in undeniable language a word spoken in unmistakable 
unquestionable certainty and definite terms. Now, in the New Testament, the word rhema carries the idea of a quickened word. So this word rhema is just the word of scripture that comes alive and gives what Rick Renner calls, gives us sword power. Gives us sword power. So the written word was the loin belt, which is the Bible. But the rhema word is that quickening word or that spoken word that comes from the word of God. So if you don't have on that loin belt of truth, you're not going to be quickened with no rhema. Okay, now let me give you an example of this from the scripture. Probably the best example is in Matthew 4, I believe it is, in Luke 4. Uh, that gives the account of when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted and tested by Satan. Now Satan pressured Jesus and he tested Jesus while Jesus was in his weakest human state. He had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights and had no food. Now, I know about y'all, if I go a couple hours without food, I, I, I'm kind of kind of weak. So I can only imagine 40 days and, and 40 nights. But here comes Satan to test Jesus. He attempted to test him. And Jesus responded each time with three simple words. It is written, it is written, it is written. What the Holy Spirit did was that he reached down into Jesus' spirit and he pulled out from that reservoir. He pulled out the word of God. When the pressure, when the pressure is put on you, what's in you is going to come out. If you don't have no word in you, nothing is going to come out. So, you know, the best way I can describe a rhema word is sometimes when you're reading the Bible, you may be reading a portion of scripture and it's, it's as if as you're reading it, a certain portion or a certain word or phrase or part of that scripture jumps out and comes alive to you. That's a rhema word. It comes alive to you. It comes alive to you. So, and this has probably happened to those of you that, that, that read the Bible. Okay. So what we have to do is we have to spend time meditating, meditating on the word. We got to get the word of God on the inside because the Holy Spirit can only pull out of you what you put in. If you don't put nothing in there, he can't pull nothing out. But if more of that word that you put in, the more of that word that will come out when the pressure is put on, when you're tested, when you're tempted, when the enemy comes to try to, to test you. Now, in Revelations 1 and 16, it said, it says this, And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. All right, so a two-edged sword came out of Jesus' mouth. And the word two-edged is a Greek word which just means a two-mouthed sword. So this sword has two mouths, okay? So one sharpened edge came into being when the word of God came from God's mouth. The second edge was added when the word of God comes from your mouth. So the sword may start off kind of dull on the one side. But when you get the word of God down in your reservoir... Then it has two mouths. And that's when you get to have that sword power. And as you're speaking that word. And as you're declaring and confessing the word of God. Sometimes as I'm saying that. Where I can sense that two-edged sword just coming out. And just piercing the enemy. You get back Jack. Take that. Take that. Take that. Alright. And so that's, that's how powerful the word of God is. So that's why it's so vital to meditate on the word of God and to confess the word of God out of your own mouth. You can't give it mental assent. You've got to say it out of your own mouth because your voice is your authority. Your voice is your authority. You got to tell the devil. You got to just tell him, no, Father, my God said he shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. 
by Christ Jesus. You may be having trouble with your children and they may be living contrary to how you raised and taught them, just making it look like you didn't teach them anything. You've got to get in the face of the devil and say, you cannot have my children. Isaiah says, God, you will save my children. You said that if I serve you, that you would save me, my whole household. And so I thank you for that whole household salvation, Father God. You got to declare and decree in, in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment God you will condemn so I have nothing to fear I have nothing to worry about because a weapon it's not going to prosper the only thing that is supposed to prosper is me you said that third John verse 2 said beloved above all I wish that you prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers when the enemy comes to tell you that you're nothing and you're nobody and comes to 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 uh try to to, to, to sway you about your identity. You got to know who you are in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm more than a conqueror. I am victorious. I am a winner. You've got to have some word down in the reservoir of your spirit. And the only way that you're going to have that word down in there is you've got to be putting it in. Just like in the natural. If you have a, if you have a weapon, you have a gun. Well, if you don't load it up with no bullets, when it comes time to fire, you're going to shoot blanks, right? So the same is true for your spirit. If you don't have no, 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 no word in there, then when the enemy comes, you, you're not going to be able to, 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 to fight. All right. So the sword is a very powerful weapon and our mind is renewed by meditating on the word. Okay. So just like Jesus defeated the enemy with it is written. We have to defeat him with the word as well. If you think about it more than just pages on black and white, but that these words are full of power. In fact, sword power. So you must allow the word to do the transforming work in you to see the results. You got to allow the word to become a part of you. There was a, a guy that I knew, known him since I was a child. And when he came to my ordination service, one of the things that he said, I, I, I asked if he would be one that would um, just speak words of encouragement uh, before the people. And he said, and it sounds funny, but it's so, so very true. It's very simple. He told me, he said, eat the word. Eat the word. And I understood what he was saying, not physically eat the word, but the word of God, when you meditate on the word, the word that word meditate means to roll over in your mind. It's like you're chewing on that word. All right, you're meditating, you're not just stuffing it in, but you're, when you meditate, you pause and, 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 you're, and, and you're, you're speaking that word out loud. For example, the scripture that says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That how you meditate on that word is you get in a quiet place and you start to meditate means to mumble. Almost like you're talking to yourself, but you're talking to just, you know, your spirit and you say, no weapon. And you just begin to meditate on that. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And once you begin to say that over and over again, it starts to get down on the inside of you. Just like when you eat natural food. Now, if you just scarf your food down, you will sometimes people eat so fast they can't even taste it. But when you eat that food, eat it slowly and taste it and let it digest and Cause see, if you eat too fast, you'll get indigestion and other things like that. But when you, when you, when you eat that food 
when you eat that word and you take your time to understand and then whatever you eat is going to become a part of you and it's if it's if it's good stuff it's going to give nutrients throughout your body if it's bad stuff it's going to pollute your body so it works both ways so our mind is renewed by meditating on the word all right so let's let's listen to this again that the written word of god is the loin belt the physical bible actual bible is the only piece of weaponry that we can see that passed through the spirit realm and has entered into our natural realm and then the word the sword of the spirit which is the word of god that sword is the rhema word that quickening word and if you think about it that just like how a sword is quickening you know it's quick that's it's, it's pretty powerful how god is likened that to the word of god all right so you want to make sure that you have some word in your reservoir so that god can pull it out sometimes when i'm when you're you know going through that you don't have the bible right in front of you so you need a word right now so i need the holy spirit to remind me to pull it out of me right now at this very moment the last piece of weaponry is a lot of times the one that is the one that's overlooked because it's the lance it's the lance of of prayer and supplication the holy spirit likens lance to prayer and supplication now one of the most difficult things to get believers to do is to pray is to pray you want to find out how serious people are have a prayer meeting People will show up to the prosperity meeting. People will show up to the prophetic meeting. But when it's the prayer meeting, people don't want to show up. You start to see the numbers die down. It's the most powerful thing that we can do as believers is to pray. All right, now listen to this. The lance, it was varied in shape, size, and length. It was about six feet long. There were some short ones and there were some longer ones. Now, the short ones were used for up-close contact or up-close combat. And then the longer ones were used for, for distance. So they would throw them from a distance to the enemy. All right? And then the shorter ones were used up-close. Okay? So it says, with all prayer, with all kinds of prayer. So just like the Roman soldier used all different types of lances, Paul enlightens us to the fact that God made many kinds of prayer available to us for different purposes there are six different types of prayer each serving a different purpose so we cannot maintain a victorious position apart from a life of prayer much prayer prayer much power little prayer little power so how often should we pray it says praying always and this is the greek word translated at every, each and every occasion, at every opportunity, every time you get a chance, and at every season or at each and every possible moment. So you have to seize the moment. Sometimes people miss opportunities to pray. Someone comes to you and tells you that they've got some type of sickness in their body and they need healing. Don't be calling me every time to do it. Sometimes God wants you to lay hands on that person so that you can uh, exercise the power of God that's on the inside of you. All right, so you got to seize the moment. It's not optional for Christians, but it's the most ignored piece of weaponry because the body of Christ, the most piece of the, the most ignored piece of weaponry that the body of Christ possesses today because it's not very exciting, but it is crucial. So Paul urges him to use it continually and habitually at every possible moment. 
Six different types of prayer. The prayer of consecration. The prayer of petition. The prayer of authority. Or the prayer of faith. The prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of supplication. And the prayer of intercession. These different types of prayers are to be used at different times. So if you if you, you, you don't want to pray the prayer of faith. When you're praying for, for somebody. You want to pray the prayer of faith. You don't want to pray the prayer of thanksgiving. For healing. So it's important that you know the different types of prayer and understand which one needs to be applied to certain situations. We'll get into that at another time. But you see how all of this ties together that God has given us, just like he gave the Roman soldier. The Roman soldier has seven pieces of weaponry to defeat their enemy. And the Roman soldier was confident in the weaponry that they had because it covered every area of them. And God is so, so powerful, so, so amazing, and just so super smart that he made it during this time when Paul, during the time of the Roman Empire, and how their weaponry is the same as ours in the realm of the Spirit. And how in order to maintain the victory that Christ has given us, you have to have on the whole armor of God. If you walk in the power of God, you walk in that power because you have to have God's power to carry these weapons. You can't carry it in your own strength. But a divine infusion of his power hits you and it dresses you in this weaponry. It dresses you in this weaponry. And so once you learn how to use the weapons, <laughs> then you are, the devil is, 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 he's under, you realize he's under your feet and there's nothing that he can do to harm you. Once you're confident in who you are, once you're confident in the power of God, this power is very, very real. And this power is still made manifest in the earth today. So, Minister Paula, do you see his power? All the time. All the time. All the time. I exercise his power. I see his power displayed in my own life, in the lives of others. Because at every opportunity, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use that power and exercise that power to pray for the sick, to pray for those that are destitute, to pray for those that, that, that need God's touch. But not only that, but also to encourage and to equip other believers in the body of Christ that you have this power as well. And that no matter how little or less you think you are, when you're dressed in this weaponry, when you're dressed in this armor, the enemy doesn't know how physically big you are. I'm not a physically big person, but when I'm dressed in the armor of God, Hey, God, God hides me with his power. He hides me with his weaponry. And the devil, I put him on the run. I put him on the run and keep him under my feet. So we're going to pray and conclude with this teaching. And I'll come back again in a few weeks. I'll give you notice when I'll come on. Be looking if you're connected on Facebook. And um, if not connected on Facebook then you uh, be sure to send your email address so that you can be on the mailing list so that you will know uh, when we're coming back. And this will give you hopefully some time to go back and to listen to these teachings or any other of them again. And we will be starting out on uh, episode number 40. So let's close with a word of prayer. It's been wonderful with you all these last few weeks and looking forward to what it is that God has in store for you in the coming weeks ahead. And so just continue to pray for me as I continue to carry out the assignments that God has given me. 
and just to pace myself and to um, continue to be obedient uh, to the Lord. Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you for your word, which is true, Lord God. We thank you that you've given us the instructions, that you've given us the weaponry where to fight. We thank you that you've made salvation available to us, Lord God. It's the most precious gift that you have given us, Lord. And we thank you that our salvation is noticeable to those around us, Lord God. We thank you for the word of God, the written word of God, the sword of the spirit, the rhema word of God. Thank you for quickening your word to the hearts and minds of those, Father God, as they read it and as they're listening. And we thank you for the lance of intercession. We thank you that you've given us this powerful weapon of prayer. I pray for my brothers and sisters that you will stir the heart of intercession all across this land, Father God, that you would touch each and every heart that we live in a time where it's very, very important that we discern the time that we're living in, that we discern the hour that we're living in, Father God. And I just thank you for the equipping that has taken place, Lord God, over these last few weeks. I thank you for stirring the hearts, Lord God, of each and every listener, Lord. I pray that you continue to watch over us and keep us safe, Father God. Help us to continue to look to the hill from which cometh our help, Lord God. We thank you for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you displayed on the earth and that that same power dwells in us, Lord. I thank you that you, the authority that you've given us to lay hands on the sick and see them to re see them recover, Lord. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth that leads the guides and directs us, Lord, in each and every way. Father, you be glorified in each and every heart, in each and every mind, Lord God, and I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Man. Well, don't forget the words of Romans 10 and 17. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.